Um, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Little Fellow Sports Podcast. And today, with us, we've got um, A.R. Shrikant. Um, he's the West Indies cricket team's analyst. He's been with KKR for more than 10 years now. And he's also with the TKR. Um, so, hello, Mr. Shrikant. Hope you're doing good. Hi, Anirudh. I'm doing, I'm doing very well, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. And let's straight delve into the questions. So, first of all, so basically, can you tell a little bit about your journey in terms of how it transitioned from you starting off on another with another field and then moving to cricket? How did that transition begin, really? Um, well, to start off with, um, you know, it, it wasn't rocket science and I was always interested in analytics and, and cricket per se. And when I knew that something like this was there in the market, I tried to just get into that and see if I can make a career out of it. I, I didn't I didn't know if I would work in IPL or with international teams or anything like that. But I knew I had the passion and I had the drive to make something out of it. And that's how it started. Makes sense. Um, Growing up, you watched a lot of cricket. Was cricket always your first sport as such? Yeah, cricket was always my love. Um, that was probably the only sport I played. And, and um, along with a few backyard sports, but yeah, cricket was always my first priority. All right. And did you play cricket at any level, or was it just sticking I to played, just loving the game? No, I played. I played uh, higher division club cricket in Bangalore and in Chennai, and I played mm-hmm. zonals in Attica, So, yeah, decent level at that point of time. All right. Um. So coming into data analytics, so how did how did that transition basically come about? When did you start with analytics as such, with impertinence to cricket? So when did it start, and where did it start? Well, it informally started, say somewhere between two thousand six, two thousand seven. But I think it took off in two thousand eight after the invention of IPN. But people started taking it seriously only when uh, they moved away from uh, entertainment uh, as an IPL being an entertainment point of view to being more of a serious business model where the franchises were more serious about, you know, uh, putting up a strong team and and performance oriented and, and they saw what was coming up in returns. So when that process came along, I feel I feel that um, you know analytics was taken more seriously than it was when it first started. Makes sense. So so basically, you use the IPL to kind of get into the scheme of things, and then that's how it grew, basically, right? Well, it so, was it was there before IPL as well, but people never really gave it a thought, never really took it seriously. It was like more of a oh yeah, let's let's try this and see kind of a thing but once cricket took precedence over everything else uh, as far as IPL and franchise cricket is concerned that's when a- analytics was viewed more seriously and from there it kicked off all right um so obviously you started working with KKR in 2009 right so how did it exactly yeah. begin as such like how did you first get into in contact with KKR or did they contact you or how has it been in general to work with KKR for such a long period? Because did you actually think that you'd be here for this long? Well, to answer your question in different parts, how I got into KKR was I used to work with another firm before. And uh, they were the, the service providers, a back-end uh, team, which worked with KKR in 2008. 
So that company decided to send me to Knight Riders as uh, as part of their friend and analyst. So when I went to Knight Riders, I worked with Knight Riders in 2009 and 2010 as part of that company. And then I parted ways with that company and I joined Knight Riders directly as an uh, employee initially. And then I moved on from being an employee to more of a consultant role because I was working with other leagues around the world as well. So that is the first part of your question. Um, the second part of your question was, um, how has it been working with Knight Riders for so many years? Uh, well, I couldn't have asked for anything better. You know, being with a franchise for almost 12 years now, uh, that's a blessing. And, you know, I take a lot of pride in representing my franchise and, and you know, doing the best I could to put together a, a strong team which can uh, please the fans as well as bring accolades to the franchise. Um, having said that, I, I, do, I do not uh, think of how it would be if I stick to a franchise for 10 years or more, or not only with cricket, with anything in life. I do not, I do not look too far ahead. So I, I like to live in the present. I like to stay in the moment and take things as it comes. All right. So, I mean, it's been an absolutely brilliant journey for you. It's been very successful also, not just with KKR, with TKR as well. You've won four titles with TKR. So, obviously, it's been very, very fruitful for all parties, I guess. So, but I wanted to specifically ask you about the 2011 auction because that's when KKR's fortunes turned as such, right? Because for the first three years, it was a run of inconsistency and KKR weren't really able to perform to the full potential. So, going into the 2011 auction, obviously, your three main purchases were Gambhir, uh, Yusuf Pathan and Jack Callis. So, going into the auction, which is very dynamic and you can't really predict how it runs, was it was it a case of no matter what, we get these three guys or how was, how was the approach going into the 2011 auction? Well, I'll be very honest with you. If you look at the team that KKR had in the first three years of IPL, our overseas players were very good. Uh, we had a lot of uh, experienced overseas players and a lot of caliber in the overseas players. But in the domestic players, except a few names like Dada and, you know, we had Ajit, we had uh, Murli Karthik. Ishant was just coming up, just started playing for India at that point of time. Barring these uh, known Indian names, there weren't any dynamic Indian players in our team, especially in the first few years. And... If I, if I look back at it right now, I would probably say that there was no strategy as such when they picked the team in 2008. I, don't, I would not say that um, not only KKR, but every other team did not really have a clue as to how IPL would be received, how IPL has to be formulated or how a team should play IPL. It was not the idea when teams were put together or teams picked teams uh, uh, teams picked players in 2008. That evolved over time. So it is unfair to say from my point of view that, you know, KKR's fortunes in, from 2008 to 2010 did not do well and then we started doing it from 2011. We learned what we did not do well from 2008 to 2010 and then we tried to implement or try and bring a structure as to how we would approach an auction and how we would like to have a team base and, and who is going to be our core. So those ideas and those strategies were put in place in 2011 and the results are there to be seen for everyone. 
and we went when we went into the 2011 auction we did not go in there saying that we have to get player x y and z we went there with a with a strategy we went there with a formula saying that okay these are the roles that we are looking to fill and these are the players that we would like to have it could have been anyone it could have been mahela jayawardene as a captain who was one of her choices actually and it could have been you know instead of yusuf patan it could have been you know someone else like a i can't think of someone right now maybe raidu or or someone else it it just so happened that it was yusuf who was the player whom we picked for the role that we had in mind Makes so we did sense. not go with player names and then fill roles we went with roles and then fill player names so basically you have set of options and based on whatever the dynamic of the auction is you went about going like that you can't really go to a auction and pinpoint and say that i will get this player no matter what that can't happen the dynamics of auction is such that it is unpredictable so you need to go into an auction with plan a b and c and you need to be happy and content with whoever you pick um, within that plan that you have yeah and after 2011 you had two other auctions 12 and 14 where you pick sunil narain and andre russell and there's no question that those two have been pillars of kkr so what was the thinking behind getting these two because they've turned out to be one of the uh, probably top 5 greatest ever t20 players they've had such a huge impact season after season so how what was the thinking behind getting those two because at that point when you picked them they had performances behind them but consistency and uh, you can say that the guarantee of them doing so well wasn't there at that point right yeah first and foremost i would give credit to the players uh, for the way they have performed and uh, the, for the way they have put in the hard work and and the time to be where they are at this point of time without their efforts or without their dedication i don't think we would have got the best out of them I, or we wouldn't have seen what what they would they were possibly able to do sorry having said that um when we went into the auction in 2012 we were pretty sure that we wanted sunil and we had allocated a certain budget for him and we we did our research we did our scouting we 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 saw that how uh, different he was and and we wanted to add that element to the team so we went hard for sunil and um, i think we beat mumbai indians in the final bid and we got him and and in 2014 when russell was unsold in the first round uh, we decided to we'll make a dash for russell uh, but obviously because he was unsold a lot of other teams also had used up the first to buy other players so we didn't have a budget as such for russell but we were fortunate enough to get him for a very very low price in 2014 but we knew what russell was capable of we knew what he could do but with sunil narain um it was a kind of unknown element that he brought on to the table and the kind of mystery that he brought on along with his bowling so that was one of the main decisions be, uh, with regards to sunil but with russell we knew what he was capable of and we wanted to invest in russell and see how we could go makes sense and talking about this year um you obviously had the revelation of varun chakravarty he was with the kings 11 last year obviously went for big bang even last year but he he got injured and he didn't really play much last season but in an interview i saw varun clearly said that he was part of the kkr nets back then itself even before the 2019 auction and the kkr have been tracking him for a while so when did you first spot varun and was it after only the tnpl or you had him in mind for quite a while 
No, no, no. He came, uh, TNPL happened after the IPL in 2018. So when 2018 IPL happened, um, Dinesh Karthik told me that there was some bowler that he heard of who went and bowled in the nets and he was uh, quite impressive. So he wanted to track down the name. He didn't know the name. He wanted to, he just gave me his first name or his last name. I can't remember exactly. So he wanted me to track down who that player was and, and try and get him over to the nets. And he, he didn't see, he hadn't seen Varun until then. So he only knew by word of mouth that someone was there. So and then, um, you know, made a few phone calls, tracked the guy down, brought him over to the nets. And then he bowled at the nets. We saw what he had and we thought that he was quite impressive. And we wanted to, I think he stayed for about 20-25 days with Knight Riders in 2018 um, during the IPL. And he bowled to all the players and we were highly impressed. He was, he was highly impressive and we were impressed with him. At that point of time, I think one of our players was injured and we had the opportunity to take a replacement player. We tried, we could have taken Varun at that point of time, but his name was not registered in the auction. So we did not pick him in 2018. Otherwise, he would have been a 20 lakh player back then. And then in 2019 auction, yes, Kings 11 got him for 8 crores, but Kings 11 got him after beating the last bid against KKR. So KKR was the one still 7.5 crores for Varun in 2019. So let's not discount the fact that uh, KKR bid for him even in 2019, knowing what potential he had, irrespective of whether he played one game or he didn't play one game or he got a wicket or he didn't get a wicket. We knew the potential that he had. And that is the reason, again, why as soon as it was released by Kings Eleven, we said, okay, he is one of our main players that we're looking to target and we will have a certain budget for him. And we went hard for him. We got him for less than what we anticipated he would go for. And, yeah, the results are there to be seen by everyone. I mean, Varun was an absolute revelation this season. As you said, his only game turns out for Kings Eleven was actually against KKR, where Narayan took him down, but then obviously he didn't get an opportunity after that. But obviously, credit to you guys and credit to Varun himself to make a comeback. I mean, considering the price tag and all that, he must have had a lot of pressure, but he was absolutely brilliant. And he deserved the India call-up, obviously. Very unlucky that he got injured after that. Um, so, talking a little bit about analytics, um, he obviously with the West Indies as well right now. So, working with the guys like Pollard, Russell, Bravo, all these experienced T20 players, how do they view analytics and data? As? Do they look at it in such a way that it's it's something we need or how is their perspective? And the fact that you work with these guys before, how much does it help now that you're in the West Indies setup? Well, first and foremost, it was Pollard who got me on board with the West Indies cricket team. So, I should be thankful to him. Uh, obviously, it was supported by Sunil and Bravo because they know me quite well. and. Um, they got me on board because they saw something in me and they felt that I could be of help to them to get to a certain goal. So that is how I came on board with the West Indies cricket team. Um, as far as how they perceive and how they receive what I do, it is very, very, very well received by them. All the players, youngsters and the senior players, the management, they are extremely supportive. And um, I'm, I'm very well respected uh, over here in, in West Indies cricket, which I'm very thankful for. And what the way I put things across to them is, I do not say this is how you need to play cricket. I tell them, this is my suggestion. What do you think about it? Every cricketer has his own instincts, which he needs to follow, which is what I think as well. But at the same time, 
you can look at suggestions and that might open up a different dimension to your ideas that you have in mind as a cricketer. So that is where I come into play. So I am here to be an additional support to what the captain or the coach or the players themselves think when they go into a match. I am not here to tell them how to play cricket. I am here to assist them. I am here to support them. And I'm here to supply them with additional information and additional intelligence on opposition. <clears throat> Makes sense. So it's obviously it's very, very useful for you that they are understanding of what your role is and how you can assist them so that it's not it, there's a clear pathway as to what each person does and eventually that obviously helps the team. So last couple of questions. So um obviously yesterday also we saw the news of KKR going in um investing in another franchise in the MLC and you obviously got the TKR also. How do you view this cross-franchise connections and how do you think this helps the game grow globally? Because for each league, you have either a draft or an auction system. So you try to scout players accordingly. And generally, as a brand, how do you think this affects the whole thing? Well, it's a very good sign for franchise cricket and and our traders are uh, you know uh, leading the way and, and being and setting an example in um, acquiring... Um, franchises at different levels and uh, trying to expand the brand and, and make it a more truly global brand. Uh, from a cricketing aspect, it's it will provide a lot of opportunities to players to showcase the talent. It will unearth the new talents. It will develop new players. It will develop grassroots level cricket in whichever country you're playing in. And, you know, it's it's good from a, from a cricketing aspect as well as a non-cricketing aspect, from a commercial aspect as well for the franchise to uh, to dedicate itself and and involve in a in a league and try and um, help the league to have a structure and and you know get some talent on board and and showcase the talent to the entire world. Um, you know, congratulations to Mr. Venki Maiso and 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 the ownership for taking this decision and and being successful in uh, launching a new or acquiring a new franchise uh, for the Night Rider Sports Private Limited. Right. Um, so now we're into the final final round, the rapid fire round. Just a few questions here. So you've obviously been part of T20 cricket. You've been part of cricket for the best part of 11, 12 years. Now you've seen the highs, the lows, different kind of games. But if there's one game which you feel is the best T20 game you've been part of live, which one would it be? Uh, there are a few games like that. I don't know which one to pick. Okay, I'll pick 2014 semifinals against King. All right. Um, and now, the your favourite scout pick? Shubman Gill. Shubman Gill, obviously. Um, one pick you wanted to make, but you couldn't. I've read a little bit about it, but you can say. Rashid Khan. Rashid Khan. Okay, I knew that. And how about Jofra Archer as well? Rashid was <coughs> Rashid was more uh, personal than Jofra. I would go with Jof- Rashid. Makes sense. Um, so you've obviously worked with a lot of class batsmen and bowlers over the years. Which one batsman and watch one bowler have you loved working with the most? Fast bowler or a spinner? Uh, fast bowler. One fast bowler I love working. Um, there are a few names, but I would pick. Pat Cummins for his professionalism and his uh, the way he looks at cricket, the way he looks at the sport itself and the way he carries himself. And one batsman, um, I like what Pollard brings to the table 
in 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 terms of his leadership in terms of his um he's got a very 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 good cricketing brain and uh, i like that aspect of polar as a complete cricketer for t20 but batting alone i like surya kumar yadav i like talking okay. cricket surya um, okay um and is there one tactic of yours which worked brilliantly at any point one moment which you suggested to the team the team implemented it and worked perfectly fine for you if there is not one moment then i wouldn't be sitting in kkr for 12 years there are many moments and uh, i would pick the 2020 ipl uh, kkr against uh, csk on both occasions we planned as to how we will bowl to dhoni and uh, it was pinpoint yeah that worked really well i mean both times varun got him out right so yeah pinpoint accuracy and that's how we uh, dismissed dhoni in both the games so i was pretty satisfied with that yeah that was brilliant um um data or instincts 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 all right and finally shahrukh khan or rajnikant rajnikant all right okay um thanks a lot um shikant it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show and thanks a lot for taking your time and thank you once again thanks to all of our viewers please do like share subscribe to our podcast and we'll have a lot more content and thank you so much mr shikant again my pleasure my pleasure and thanks for having me on the show it was nice talking thank to you thank you thank you cheers man